like I'm niche talk about his job, you know, like, uh, anyway, you'd probably be super fascinated with that conversation, but we're not going to have it anymore. So suck it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're welcome. Yeah. That's why we have a, while you're not recording. But if anybody wants to hire us for things, we have a pay scale and you probably can't afford it. It's $12 well, a I mean, month. That's, that's for the job part. For for funsies, we'll do it for $2. You know, we like to yeah. do things for $2. No, $10 at a minimum. There's different well, words, but I'm not sure if it's on the banned words list. So We have know. a Patreon. Yeah, how long do we and then you get access to the Discord, in which case we have conversations via GIFs about dumb things. I think there are certain band words we can't say at all now because then we just get fully demonetized. I mean, they were always there. But... I mean, I just assumed if there's going to be a word on the list, this is probably one of those words. So, you know, I, I felt comfortable not saying it on air. But you know what people who do things for $2 are called and what that's called. And so... that's why Andreas is in podcasters. <laughs> Yeah, because Andreas would be like, no, I don't. Tell me. <laughs> oh, because he's doing Google it right it. now. Like, he's currently oh. engaged in said activities. D&D? What? No. Yeah. Oh, D&D is. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> D&D. All right. <laughs> so so you put question marks, but we do actually have two topics today. No, it says of, it right? up there. I changed oh, did it. Did change it? Yes, okay, I did. Well, Pay attention. It doesn't whether, do it whether when or I'm not the YouTube screen. people can see it is different. So, wait, what? It says on the fugitive and the nature of prisons because we're all wardens here. Hold on. What universe am I in? <laughs> I don't know. It says it on the. That was not there. the topic I was expecting, but okay. Oh, yeah. Well, we're on a roll with I think I feel. All right. So we had a thought a while ago about well we, because there is the short story fugitive that's coming out oh yeah we changed and it mouse and kerberos are going to go track down someone who broke out of hades and then it's like what is like the nature of of never never prisons and well demon reach and hades especially of like who broke out how did they break out how is this built in the never never to allow for such a possibility and speculate from there I feel like I'm I'm just for right now, I'm just going to put another disclaimer that if you're not an adult or you don't approve of adult level topics, maybe just be wary that things are going to come out of my mouth that you might not enjoy. I'm just saying right now. So don't be mad at us because we told you twice and YouTube's told you and we're two we're three minutes in now. So it's been a while since you but, made that particular discretionary comment. I know, right? Because she's sitting here talking about the never-never, and we know that the never-never is shaped by the will of powerful creatures. Does that mean that prison is a mind? And how BDSM are we talking? Because, yeah. (laughs) That's why I had to put the extra disclaimer. Hey, listen, I'm all for you finally leading that discussion for once. Who, yeah, who who runs the prison in uh, Arctis Tor? Is it does Mab take care of that directly? And is there a reason? Yes, I feel so like she's pretty. She's the mistress, you know, mm-hmm. if you would. Because I was like, Leah would have plenty of fun too when she's not, you know, participating in <laughs> being Maybe one of the prisoners. Maybe uh, it's like a training ground, you know. Everybody gets to have a. Um... You got to train the trainer, right? You can't right. be a warden unless you know what it's like to be a prisoner. So exactly, yeah. You know, and if the yeah. prisoner kills said warden, clearly they were not strong enough to be the warden and should be replaced with someone better. 
should only make sense. Yeah. It's what the author would do. So oh, yeah. Hades has, has a dog as a warden. <laughs> a three-headed dog. Who's well, he's also got his little labyrinth of uh, ways to get in. You would think there would be some sort of method on getting out, if not right. those alone. And that, that's part of the interesting question about Hades, because it's not just a place for, where the dead go and are held. It's a, a vault where they break into to get things as they need to and get out. And so they have not only an entryway, but they have an outway because it's a vault and as well as a prison. Those aren't necessarily one in the same because we know that the spirits were kept elsewhere because they were the fail safe, right? Yeah. You know, Part with, of it. with the, the like yeah. three statues. Yeah. The other Which is always good when you can use had... your inmates as security. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Like, that's why I love necromancy. It, it takes a problem like attrition. And it just makes it work for you, right? You know, like every time you lose a soldier, did you really? But every time he loses a soldier, now we're recruiting, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, maybe not in the Dresden verse, but in D&D terms, like that's how I always cash well, it. I think but, when you get up to the um, level of Kemmler, because that was all point of the World well, War, right? <laughs> it was like yes. his playground. He cheated is all I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe Dracul's crew could do it too. But, you know, since they went straight for... You know, but so my other thought, though, is like, who's escaping Hades? Exactly. No, I know. Right. But like anyone who's been there of any kind of note that we could think of has been there for potentially thousands of years. Right. Except one notable, possibly three notables. How many people do we know by name are in Hades? We've got the obvious, which is Deirdre. Socrates was mentioned. And no, stop. We already know somebody's out. We know somebody. Yeah, but he was blood dead. on his. But soul. now he wasn't dead. No, right. but blood on his soul slash Ursiel is out. So maybe he's the fugitive, or we don't know what happened to <laughs> Asher. Other than you know, we didn't see her anymore after she got off obfuscated by rocks it's kind of tenuous on whether or not that counts as like did we see the body or not but like right. maybe last shield gets out and that's what i'm saying is like we know very recently some people who went in and we know at least one of them who's out again so if you are correct and that the vault and hades where they keep the souls is virtually indistinguishable they're two rooms of the same building or whatever then yeah maybe maybe mouse and uh kerberos are going after uh you know, blood on his soul. Well, it's possible so. you're not allowed to be held there if you're still alive, I guess would be another option. He was jelly. Like, how <laughs> still alive are we talking? Like, oh. if you're, if you're, a, if you're like the thing and every living cell is an independent creature, like, does that count? Like, well, That's there's why a I pile of that cells. He came back there. in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> the second option is because we're on the Lord of the Rings kick. And so watching the movie, it's you got Gandalf's line about Gollum is escaped or was set loose. So maybe Hades Hades lets something out every once in a while so that uh, Spot can stretch his legs, you know? I mean, okay. You don't want want your hunting dog to get rusty. You go on the hunt. Like like Mouse that was a good boy that was living at the Carpenter family and and getting a lot of treats. Right. He got (laughs) fat and then he couldn't handle one of his own in a fight the way he probably should have. So now he's going, you know, he's he's slimming down to fighting weight. And he goes on a hunt to get his edge back with Spot, who 
you know, every hundred or thousand years, Hades lets somebody out so that he can keep himself sharp. And there you go. Problem yeah. solved. That could also feed into some form of uh, a folklore knowledge of Hades and these people that are supposed to be in Hades and like kind of keeping the idea fresh, kind of thinking of the way that Mab had done with the Brothers Grimm and uh, getting the book of all the folklore published and spreading the idea of them giving her more power. Granted, Hades has um, Disney on his side currently. The power of God in Disney. <laughs> I mean, James Wise, man, this is great. Um, see, there's two small snippets from The Fugitive, and it is basically Mouse meeting Kerberos, and uh, then also just the idea, oh, someone broke out to hurt my friend, and now I want to bite someone. There's no hints else about, about who or what or anything. Come on. Come on. That's incidental, but that that's not disproving what I said. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I think it's going to be funny that he gets taken down by two dogs or she, because, again, I think there's I think it's equally plausible that it's Asher. If you want to quibble about the whole. Well, technically, he was outside. He was in the munching trap, so he wasn't in 80s anymore, you know, but like just make sure you the pinky when you're doing it. But um you know, like, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those two for sure. So, and it's going to be funny as shit to see the Genesqua who ran his mouth that entire time and everybody's afraid of get taken down by two puppies. I mean, granted, Kerberos has got to be like Fenris big, right? He's he's well, huge, but... I do think of Fluffy you know. from Harry Potter, but... I mean, still quite massive, right? Well, you know? Hades was what, seven, eight feet tall, something yeah. like that, and he was petting the dog. Dog might be horse-sized, perhaps, but mouse is colloquially called horse. That doesn't mean he can't necessarily get bigger, you know. Because it's true. You're in, you're in Hades' demence, you can essentially, if you're part of that, you could probably manipulate. Your... Yeah, the same way that uh, the Nagloshi and Gray probably they change shape and put weight um, and everything and pull it. He could probably make himself as big as he wants to be. Mab can change her height all the time. I think maybe the person who got out was Sisyphus because he moved out of the way and let the boulder roll down and created a hole and he just ran out. <laughs> I like it. He didn't think all this time that that was an option. It was like, oh, so I slipped one day. Shit. Okay, I'm out of here. Brilliant idea. Maybe the pain. Right up there with Prometheus just grabs one of the fucking griffins and just rides off into the sunset. Like he, I have he to imagine Prometheus is... Well, that's the thing. Prometheus is stuck on a mountain. He's not in the 80s. Is the mountain it's the same thing, isn't it? So, well, like, no, because the punishment is that he's like chained to the side of the mountain, and the eagle or whatever it is that comes down and like kills yeah. him every day, it, like eats his liver or something. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's a it's supposed to be a mountain in Hades, but see, this is like the nature of never never side. prisons. Like it could be a mountain. Right. That mountain can just I know be in it's Hades. like. Sure. I was like, we're quibbling about shit that doesn't exactly follow Euclidean geometry, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the point is, Hades seems like the kind of guy that would be like, no, if you it could be you the thing, I'm not really going to let the eagle eat you every day. If it could be bigger on the inside, I dare say that the outside could be inside. So, you know. <laughs> in trails that become X trails. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Pain. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lots of pain. That would be so much. Prisons. And so Hades has this issue of it being a vault, as we've been saying. And at least it has a consistent warden overlooking it. Hades and Kerbo seems to be there all the time, uh, watching over the people and making sure pe they're going through what they're supposed to be going through. Not everyone is suffering. Some people are just being questioned all the time, like Socrates. Um, the next prison that we know of is Demon Reach, if you're discounting anything like uh, Mab's Garden and Arctis Tor, which is maybe a prison, maybe not. But Demon Reach hasn't had wardens fully, uh, I forgot the word. There's gaps in when someone has been a warden in between. Contiguous is a good word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, podcasting. I do this, right? Words? Yeah, whatever. I like the fact that you had dropped it like words. Mm -mm. Not words. No, not words. You know, <laughs> words grunt. grunt noises. So. But you're right, because because the last one was Kemmler, right? So it's kind of been a minute. Like, it's been like 40 or 50 years at a minimum, right? Depending on when he actually died. We're not counting to the World Wars. Those have been longer, you know, but it's like he made it to the 60s, didn't he? So I guess, you know, like 60-ish years by today's yeah. reckoning, you know? And that's so, a, I mean, like, yeah, that's 60-ish years ago. Justin wasn't even born. And it, it Demoners was just in stasis the whole time or, or like I, maybe Alfred was below decks, you know, and he was walking, right. Cause he, we see him walk with Dresden. Maybe he doesn't need to like, you know, it, it's maybe he's a holographic projection as much as anything, but right. I mean, you know, he is the Island. So. Yeah. And he has a, a sense of self-preservation. And so he's probably doing all of those important things like flossing and working out and eating right and keeping himself healthy. Demon reach. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the, the nature of what a warden is, I mean, so Dresden can put people in said prison and let them out. And we don't, I mean, that is enough to be crazy powerful, but we don't know if there's anything more to it. And is, was it built in such a way that it doesn't need constant upkeep, which apparently Hades might, or maybe Hades just stays there because it's comfy. We don't actually know. It's we're splitting hairs. And what's seriously what's on the other side of Demon Reach? Probably something very scary, but that that is a vulnerability to not know. And I'm sure Butcher said something about it, probably just in the lineup. It's very scary and you don't want to go there. Well, Nicodemus said as much. So. Ah. But uh I mean, let's face it, it's like being a starborn. It's very dangerous not to know when yet it's not plot relevant yet. So here we are. It, and yet this is the thing that, that Dresden should really ask the question because it happened to him in changes. If he didn't know what was on the other side and he found a garden with giant bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's not bad enough that Dresden doesn't ask the question. The problem is Dresden will have his nose rubbed in the question and he still won't like be like, Hey, remember that time that you didn't ask the question and it was literally detrimental. Maybe next time you should ask the question. And then he'll be like, what question? 
Like that's how dumb he is. Like, because like you said, I mean, what's, what's annoying and, and I kind of chalk it up to author forgetfulness is the fact that he does talk about having gone to the never, never, at least, okay, we can quibble. And he was outside of his door. Right. So maybe that's enough metaphysical distance in the never, never to be somewhere else, you know, because it's right. bigger on the inside. Or but like maybe Leah he knows. hadn't started up with a garden yet or something, but yeah. right. But he fucking knows he knows. And then he didn't knows when it became important with Leah, you know, and, and changes. And then he doesn't know with, you know, demon reach, but like, just, I mean, don't be stupid enough to try it, you know, because I got to imagine maybe that's where Hades is on the other side, or at least something equivalent to Hades could very much be on the other side, you know, in the never, never in demon reach, because it's like, Hmm, I don't know. We've got a prison that as it, has got to be at least partially metaphysical. Right. And, you know, so like, maybe that's it. Maybe the answer is it's already kind of in between. So the other side of demon reach is just more demon reach or something like that. But, you know, it very well could be like, Oh, I don't know what other kind of like never, never based prison systems are we aware of. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pull like, anything from mythology. And, yeah, probably. Right. Well, and, and to clarify too, like it, it's a chicken, the egg thing, right? Maybe, Demon reaches metaphysically on the other side of where Hades was in the first place. And so that's why it got picked for where it was. But we also know that it was built through multiple dimensions. So, you know, it probably was its own thing for all intents and purposes. At the time, it was the middle effing nowhere. You know, uh, nobody even knew about America at the time that it was being crafted. Right. You know, like the Americas, the whole thing. They didn't know about the West Indies or any of that, you know. So he was just like, look, Europe's over here. What if I put it like a thousand miles over there? You know, and surely no one will come here. Right. You know, like. That should right be safe for a while, right? Wasteland. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's funny because it's like in the middle of a lake, in the middle of an, at that time, undiscovered continent, quote unquote. Right. At the same time, though, like, I mean, he's literally potentially using time magic. And there's a lot of legend that, like, you know, Merlin knew about all sorts of crazy times in the future and shit. So, right. Did you know, know, it was probably like, this is going to be the safest thing for a while. Like, unless you do, like, you know, what, what is it? Point Nemo or Antarctica or, you know, like, or that one, he island, definitely that still one tribe left that you're not allowed to go near. Right. Yeah. I, bad, bad news for them, I guess. But, uh, well, but it had to be near Chicago, I guess, because, you know, that's where the story's based, but it's okay. it's, it's... so why did Maeve, and company attack demon reach on reality side instead of never never side they did didn't they yeah they did, did. They? They, they were assaulting well, they made... through both essentially at the time yeah they made I don't remember the description. and they were oh right so they're doing circles and, and stuff but like they got on jet skis and went to the island physically yeah, in reality. Well, okay, maybe I misunderstood what you said. I thought you said, why didn't they attack it on the physical side? And I'm like, they did? No, no, they they, so. they went to it physically in reality from Chicago, mm. airdropped in and whatever, instead of going through Never Never. And Maybe the Never the... Never side is even scarier. So. <laughs> Which, well, yeah, it's probably a lot it? harder to be slinging around that kind of power where you're not in your own demands for one. 
Fair. And for another, the whole point was kind of... See, if they do it, let's say there's the option, like there's a backdoor option and you let all those things out in the never-never, fine, that sucks for the never-never, but that doesn't really impact the physical world because you still got to get them there. And if the whole point is to screw up reality writ large, you kind of want them in reality. Yeah, they did want... Yeah, they did want the nuke to go off, you know, in Chicago. They were like, yes, we fail, but then still kaboom, which I win, you know, like. I mean, the way the spell was set up, it was going to kind of unravel the whole thing, which means it would have had to have undo the tethers theoretically in the spirit world, too, I would imagine. Sure. But either way, it's one, it's probably easier and it's definitely more what they want to do it on the physical side. And easier being, you know, a loose term here. But it's if it is easier, it's easier. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel it's worth mentioning, too, that, like, the Fey are half in and half out, right? So, you know, yeah, more towards your point, going to somebody else's house in the Never Never, super bad because you're all but powerless. But I can bring most of my power, if not all of my power, into the mortal world anyway, because, hey, guess what? I'm half mortal, too. So, Well, especially on Halloween, when you could theoretically add to that, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that obviously makes you vulnerable. But the whole point was this whole state of flux. We don't know what that does. You could, I guess, in theory, just stick out Halloween and the Never Never. Most people don't because they either A, want the challenge or B, want to actually add to their uh, collective power. But if it doesn't quite affect the world in the same way in the never-never that Halloween does, then maybe you're also running into that problem. Shit's more malleable here still. Like, maybe it is. In general, it seems the never-never is kind of like you put enough will into something, you can alter it there. And Halloween's like the really big um, fraying of the lines between the veil. But again... That's just so the descriptions of some like things like the wild hunt and Halloween, all of those things happen. I mean, those are drawn from folklore that, of course, happen in physical world. But was there anything that said that the wild hunt has to happen in the real world? And I mean, he could have also done it in the never never, right? Or is there some form of in the rules, maybe not flat out said yet? that it has to happen in reality, that basically humans are the hunting ground. Hold on. The big book of rules. No. Um, but yeah, so, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I think it's one of those like the rules and the rules are never written down because it's all oral tradition and whatever. But like, if you or think you about the know them, like to, to, right. The, the nature of the hunt, like, I don't know, I might paint myself into a corner here because it's like very clearly we have mostly metaphysical beings running it, right? Like Earl King, Santa Claus, they, you know, they exist on our world and they can come here outside of Halloween and whatever. So that's one thing. But like every other interaction we've seen from the hunt, it's usually involving mortals, right? Like there are some other like fae-like creatures that get wrapped up into it, I think. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's join what join fight or die or whatever. You know, so it's just like, you know, is it join Thomas hide or die? Pers- is is it hide? Okay, yeah, but yeah. Because so, you can you can hide or and stay out of their way, or you can join them. Because the expectation is that well, fighting them doesn't is win. Dresden 
well, Dresden fought in one, but I mean, obviously, the loophole they got, didn't like, say. you know, the Earl King, like, or, or was it Santa Claus got down behind the Earl King and then he got pushed over the top of him. Like, I get it, but <laughs> you know, much. but he did fight, you know, technically. So I mean, the hunt also but, seems to be again, tied to Halloween. It, it's not quite as yeah. strict, but that again, it offers them the ability. They can go out for a hunt. Something can kill them which right. makes it fun, but it also right. lets them, they can let loose their inhibitions and just sort of go buck wild for a night. Yeah. Like, yeah, we could die, therefore danger, therefore it's sporting, AKA hunting. And, you know, B, we get to wear masks while we're doing it. Come on. You know, C, people are made of candy. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. So, you know, if you're, if you're doing it on Halloween and power is a little more squishy and malleable, so that's when you get this ethereal force that just a random dude can hop into and become, you know, like a killer for a night. And or then when Dresden shoots him, they fall down and they're back to being, you know, dead when they're right. just a person. But so you have those options too that allows the mortals to get in on the fun. I mean, even Thomas, he joined uh -huh. for the night, right? So, yeah, he's a predator. He knows what it's about. He is a predator. And it, uh, well, he survived, which he might not have if he tried to hide. Um, well, he ran long enough, and then he was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to head up and do this because <laughs> I do want to live. So, kind of connected in all of this, I have this dumb thought of like, if Halloween is where everything is thinner in the barrier and more malleable is that the best time to break out of a prison like because literally the walls are thinner uh, uh probably i think that was yeah because that gets mentioned with graceland a bit like you have you you know when the spirits are kind of coming and going then but if they're not back there by the time halloween's over or sunrise and they're not in the safety of their graves you know they get melted Yes, because the sun is big and scary, just like the Chronicles. But that was the whole description he gave of cemeteries is like the walls are not built to keep people out. They're built to keep things in. And I imagine, yes, nighttime in general, but Halloween especially will allow them. It does allow them to go out and about. So... Well, I mean, I think that's just mostly the lack of the sun thing going on because the sun is the cleansing force, right? So it's like they could they could go out in the day, but as we've heard from Bob a few times, that's a bad idea yes. if you're a spirit folk. So, yeah, I just I think it's more prominent that a lot more go out on Halloween, or at least it seemed to be that a sure. lot there was a lot more activity on Halloween the few times it was mentioned than there was. Like Inez hops out and goes around and does whatever she wants, whenever she wants. But right. most of them are probably just chilling in the graveyard the whole time. Along with all the teenagers that are smoking clove cigarettes. That's what you do. I never did that. I think I missed but, out. I haven't done that either. I've drunkenly wandered through a cemetery before. Or actually, I don't even think I was drunk. I think I was just being stupid. <laughs> yeah. Your, your teenage escapades through a cemetery. Um... Well, let me say it this way, because I've been through cemeteries on like ghost tours and stuff at night, but that's obviously a tour 
thing, you know, there's supervision and all that. Actually just wandering through a cemetery on my own with some friends has happened one time. I think I was 19 or 20. Yeah, we just... I went to Graceland by myself. That was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, go go look deep into the cowl of of the uh, statue and... Eternal silence. Yeah, went went and found Inez and uh, tried to go walk out to where the GPS told me that Harry's grave should have been. So... Yeah, it's way bigger. There was snow on the ground, so it was quiet as F. And it was pretty much me and like, I think maybe one or two groups passed through it, like, but it's huge. So it's like, we're talking hundreds of yards, you know, and whatever. And it's like, yes, there are people over there. So I guess they'll hear my screams, but, uh, you know. Maybe. But they're not going to find you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Be like, huh, what's all this red stuff? (laughs) So, Let me drop the can of paint or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Graceland is massive. You can see it from like Google Maps. Like it is huge. Um, where was I going with the questions a minute ago? I don't remember. Yeah, something about Halloween breaking out of a prison at the same time. And or it's like, so uh, we don't, we know two tiny little tidbits of the fugitive, but like, I wonder if it will take place during Halloween in the middle okay. of 12 months. Hannah Asher, then I'm going to explain why it's Halloween. So she can break out. It's Harry's birthday. She's going to try the exploding cake trick. She's going to do the Mr. President coming out of the cake thing. Just saying. So final answer. If it's Halloween, it's Hannah Asher. So you're welcome. I gotta tell you, if, if she comes back alive too, then I'm gonna be even less happy. And yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I, take Hades seriously anymore as a threat. You know, I would area. definitely prefer to just see Lashiel in like somebody else's body, and like even not not a very good one. Like she's just in some schlub, you know, where it's like, look at what you. The last body was so much better. Look at what you made me put on, you know, type of thing. I think that would be funnier, but you know, so. Oh. So she's in uh, Binder's body. <laughs> sure, you know. Poor Binder. Um, so there, there's one bit of like whoever does break out is clearly targeting Harry, and that's why Mouse is upset and going to go fight somebody. So it has to have to be someone who wants to hurt Harry Dresden, and right. Hannah Asher, I guess, kind of has a reason. Yeah, I mean, I. Mean, I got no reason to believe it's anything other than the the Denarians, because if it's not one of those two, it's literally anybody like it's going to wind up being just like, wait a minute, weren't you the minor villain? Like it's Kravos, right? Like for all I care, right? Like the only thing that will make it matter is that it's somebody that we've seen. And so because it's 80s. uh, Were those women he killed that were like doing the Dionysus cult in one of the short stories? Sure. That's true. Oh yeah. Like backup, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, or, or it'd be the freaking twins for all I care, the vampire twins, or, you know, it's somehow it's uh, Esmeralda and, you know, what's his nuts. So yeah. they not only broke out of the Earl Kings thing, they then went to Hades, got in prison, well, and broke out of there too. The, the Earl King doesn't run a prison, he runs a dungeon. And so for long term storage, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's speculation, you know, like, any answer is a good answer, but it's like, it's Hades. We know people that were stuck in Hades. 
yeah. and they want to hurt Harry Dresden. Like that's all we need. It's Socrates, so. and he wants to make Harry Dresden <laughs> right. ask the right questions about all this. Ask what a fucking Starborn is, you moron. I, we need we need a good action title for Socrates because this could be Socrates too. This time it's personal, you know. So. <laughs> That would be great. And the harm that Mouse doesn't want to come to Harry is the brain damage of asking a question. <laughs> what is it? People always associate still not knowing the Earth was round with back then, right? So it'll be like Socrates on the edge of the world. Even though I'm sure they knew it was round. They, they did. They even knew the circumference. Yeah, well, I don't know. Within a measure. But I'm still but, alive. So very good stuff. measure for how little yeah. uh, tools that they had. Yeah. No, I mean, if you haven't seen the Carl Sagan bit on that, I think it was Carl Sagan. It's really good. So it's that or um, Arthur C. Clarke. One, one of the two of them had a write up on like, you know, like, yeah, sure, they were wrong, but they were so crazy precise that like until we had satellites, you, you know, you you don't get close enough you know so it's kind of a fun thing because it's like if you assume this you you're you're like 99 percent correct but then with this thing now we're like 99.5 percent correct now with satellites we're like 99.9 percent correct <laughs> like they were close enough you know so. yeah we can we can give them credit round upwards <laughs> right and then everyone else is like wake me up when you get to 100 <laughs> right so the Joke, plot twist, it would be Thomas. Uh, it spurned a thought of... Tomas. Oh, Tomas, yeah, right. It's his, it's his gay French I salon yeah. self. I don't believe for Tomas. an instant that H was a typo. <laughs> so. Correct. Okay. Um, so Thomas slash Tomas in Demon Reach Prison. Uh, but Hades does seem to have like actual discussion with people. Like, as he mentioned, having brunch with Socrates. Maybe he would have some tips on how to rehabilitate people. Most of the people of Demon Reach cannot be re rehabilitated because it's like you can't make the Titan not want to destroy things. But it, it, if he asks more questions, Harry might learn how to do more things with the tools that he's been given as a, he can try to draw off of the tools that other people have. They're very similar and what they've done with it. Like Hades has been doing this for thousands of years. Okay, this is very postmodern liberal of you and hooray and stuff, but like there is zero evidence that I can think of that Hades does any rehabilitation. That's not that's not what Hades is for. Like Hades is the original you done fucked up for the last time and you're gonna pay for it forever. Right? Right? Not all of them like, are bad. I mean, like no, I mean, sure. You know, technically like Socrates didn't do anything wrong from our standard, I guess, but you know, like the state still content condemned him to death and everything. And for whatever reason, he's in Hades, maybe because Hades is, there's literally a lack of alternatives if you don't ascend, but well, I think there is. Like, I, mean, I had to imagine it's what he would have believed in at the time. There's if that. look, and, and I'm, what I'm saying is if anybody could be habilitated, wouldn't you think Socrates would be up on the list, you know? So yeah, I guess there's a difference between so Thomas needs a very physical rehabilitation in time. Right. There's a difference between what he needs. It's like Socrates That's is fair. sort of like, like what is his penance really? And hypothetically speaking, let's say ten thousand years from now, he hit a certain metric and it was all good. So what 
what's the next best thing? What, he goes to the Elysian Fields instead? I mean, is that really going to be a huge difference for him? Probably not. I can't imagine he has that hard a life down in Hades. If his punishment is people question him, which was his life anyway. Better views, you know, maybe. The Do you know better. that for sure? I mean, I got to imagine I'd rather look at fields all day than the inside of a cave. I don't know. So I imagine the, the, company, cave, man. the company is much better. Could be Plato's cave and have a bunch of. And what's what's the, uh, what's the what's the line from the Billy Joel song? You'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. I mean, what are you going to do in the fields? You just do nothing. You're going to listen to heart music and see green Saints. Big deal. Yeah. No. And it's like scientifically proven that seeing green shit is good for the soul, which you are literally a soul. So. <laughs> and he's where it's worked out for him so far. He's clearly yeah. fine. Hades is probably we're going to reskin that that joke like, you know, Zeus goes down to Hades is like, give me Socrates or I'll sue. And it's like, where are you going to get a lawyer? So yeah. Hades is like, I got the market cornered on philosophers. Suck it, Zeus. So. Yeah. I imagine at this point in his life, Hades is like, so no. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, who are you and how did Go you? Go away. Uh, <laughs> right. First of all, I'm your older brother. Let's get something straight here. Just yeah. because you tricked me into taking this job. Well, now I'm going to do the job. That's yes. what's uh, malicious compliance. He doesn't have to do yeah, right. Which is so much fun. Sometimes. So. I want to know why he decided to have a crown of Mordite. I mean, it's cool and all. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Because he's got a sense of style. <laughs> like, out of all the things, right? If you're an immortal and you can't be killed by shit, like, I, you wouldn't walk around wearing, like, uranium jewelry and shit that would, like, melt your soul and, you know, your face off and whatever. Be like... Like, it's it's funny because Mordite is one of those things, too, where it's, like, anti-creation, theoretically, right? So it's like, it could actually hurt him, but because he's nearly all-powerful, he could just be like, yeah, but it's going to be, like, this far away from me at all times. So, you know, it's as like... As you don't trip. Encasing, right? Encasing something in resin, you know? It's like, you could have resin-based jewelry where it's like, yeah, as long as it's in the resin, I'm safe. Whatever. Well, it's the fun thing with Mordite is it seems to be... The kind of thing like it's really dangerous antimatter essentially but it's pliable to your will so it's kind of like this thing you can play with so it's like you are juggling a nuke but you can juggle it <laughs> right. with a 100 success rate you know like so far so, yeah i mean you know you can you can have it in a box that the archive can have and it could pit a vampire against an idiot wizard and you know Hold on, I'm I'm putting this out there. Director, take notes. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do an episode where we come up with the bad captions for all of the books. <laughs> so we're we're gonna make all the all the bad guys look good, and we're gonna make Dresden just look like what Dresden is, right? Be like badass vampire fights idiot wizard. <laughs> more at eleven, you know. Like that's what we should do. We'll do Florida bad captions with with Dresden as the punchline. Badass like, vampire and idiot wizard yeah. juggle uranium for a few minutes <laughs> unshaved homeless man yells at the frogs falling from the sky you know like 
<laughs> I was going to say, that could be a lot of the books if we take out the frogs part specifically. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Tall, dark, and at the skies. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, dark, and creepy men last seen, you know, at the whatever, what was the outside place where he saw Titania, right? Like, uh, especially because it's like a place, yeah, the bird sanctuary, like, be like, just warn people off, like, <laughs> so... Uh, proving guilty is a guy who's too old for comic book conventions keeps going anyway. <laughs> and he's hanging around a bunch of suspicious teenagers. Right? Well, to be fair, every teenager at a comic con is suspicious. So it's yeah, the headline is accurate. Yeah. White Knight is just, yeah, that's what Harry thinks he is. That one might be one of the more clever titles of the book. It's just so on the nose, and yet it's perfect for because of the yeah, whatever. I've said this before. That's a great title. White Knight, yeah, yeah. Well, because it is on the nose, but it's also inverted at the same time, and it's still perfect. You know, exactly. so it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whereas like it's Summer Night was just like on the nose, you know. So small favor, idiot wizard yep. saves the world. I mean, it's a donut. <laughs> uh is this say like the longest DoorDash delivery or something for the donut? <laughs> I don't know. That was only a couple of hours and the store was closed. That was pretty efficient. Yeah, but the distance between like, I don't know. That would be that would be expensive. Not if you have magic. Although theoretically that should be more expensive. People would upcharge for that shit. Yeah, they would. So Random thought, but along those lines, right? Do you think that Eldest Gruff is just standing outside the store patiently waiting? Or does he have enough time to be introspective about like, what am I doing? I'm a badass wizard. I don't have to be standing here waiting for, I could conjure a donut. What am I doing with my life? You know, I, I don't know. I baked just, it by hand. I think, I think he was content right. to honor this spirit and the word of it so that he didn't have to kill Dresden. So he so was probably just, just like, you know what? Just standing there. I'm going to get myself a Boston cream too. That's what yeah. I'm about. I'm just, I, I have a thought that it's like one of those like after credits, like the, the credits roll on the episode, but then the credits are over the action, right? Like Seinfeld or something. And so it's like, well, which, which scene am I going with? Is he there pissed off that he's standing outside of a closed store? Or is he just like, I just got my ass kicked by a child. This is fantastic. You know, like <laughs> I'm no, he's so standing happy there to be perfectly standing here. pleasant. And the idiot teenager that has to open it up at four in the morning is looking at him <laughs> like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> he walks up and he's like, I think I'm still drunk from last night. And, and eldest gruff is just like the most pleasant creature in existence. He's like, good morning, young sir, young master. Pardon me, mortal kids like, what? Can I please have one of your freshest? <laughs> Vanilla frosted it, donuts. Mustest uh, thou put the sprinkles on thine donut? So the kid's like, whatever, man. He's, he's still, he's still high. Headline for small favor: Idiot fights with goats, or better, idiot headbutts goats. Nice. <laughs> oh, this is too much fun. This is dangerous. Do this too much. To the bakery. <laughs> That would be a good side quest because it really wasn't that long. It was he got off the island and then he went to the car and the donut was there and it was still like what four in the morning or some shit. So, with I mean, there's got to be a twenty four hour 
donut place in Chicago, right? I Once so. upon a time, Dunkin' Donuts will stay open 24 hours. They'll just have like a side window now these days. You're not really getting a fresh make... donut, but yeah, you get it. We we gotta find somebody to make a short because now I have like now I have the image of it's like it's four in the morning. The bakers are already inside baking the the day's donuts, right? And they just hear a rap come from the window as he taps with his staff. And what does a smile from a goat look like anyway? So he just tries to smile at them through the window and it's like the most horrifying thing. <laughs> so he just kind of walks through the way that tiny gruff melted through the floor and he like leaves a $5 bill and makes his own coffee and gets the donut. Because he Dresden specified, I want a real Chicago donut. So it had to have come from like an actual bakery as opposed to. Uh, oh, that's true. So he couldn't have baked it by hand. By yeah, he could and he couldn't have conjured it. Yeah, I forgot the stipulation. So because I mean, bakeries, otherwise... the, the workers will be in there early because bakeries are weird and sometimes they close at like three in the afternoon. But right. Except that's because they opened the it for pastries in the morning. In for. Diabetes for breakfast. Whatever. He got his. I had some this yeah. morning too. Donuts or diabetes? Yes. Um, I've been tested a couple of times. So mostly just the donut. So. <laughs> One of those donuts is going to be too far. You'd be like, shit, which one was it? Yeah, both both my dad and my grandfather had it. So, uh, you know, that there have been a couple of times where it's like, hmm, I feel something's coming on. Maybe I should go get seen. And you so, don't want to let the family down. You have to carry on. Got it. Got to carry. Yeah, got to carry the, the line. So more donuts. Yeah, right. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I haven't. Well, had that was a, good, a fun. I haven't had a good bakery donut in a long time. Like I used to have, especially when I was a kid, and sometimes would go into the city to my dad's office when it was like tax season, and you have to work through the weekend. But he had us for visitation, and we would go, and we would be in the conference room all day, just kind of chilling, doing our own shit. But in the mornings, they used to get fresh baked donuts from whatever bakery was nearby, and like, oh, so good, like actual real donuts. Yeah, Salt Lake has a ton, and uh, today being D&D Day, which is why, you know, D&D, um, we've got a guy who lives not too far from one of the better bakeries downtown, and so he, when we do in person today, we're doing remote because the, you know, all the scarlet fever and stuff running around this week, but um, but yeah, he, he, that'll be his contribution is he'll bring, you know, a dozen or two donuts and whatever, but I will say from direct experience, it's totally worth getting donuts in Chicago. Apparently that's like one of their things too. So like they've got yeah. really good bakeries there. And I, that was where I had that donut the size of like my hand, which is impressive. Cause you know, like, <laughs> like the size of your face probably, you know, so, huh. but that's yeah. weird. I, this is kind of stirring up a memory. I think my grandfather used to have a bakery in Chicago hmm. long, long time ago. It's different. What would happen with that? Yeah. Why did that stop? One of, the, one of the few places that was open after dark, too, if I remember right. Like we did a late night donut and coffee run while I was out there. And yeah, it's weird as shit because like 90% of Chicago is like blackout. Like it's there's nothing, right? Like there's kind of street lights every block or so, you know, is the way that I remember it. And nobody is on the streets. And then you just get to where your destination is. And there's just like hundreds of people, you know, possibly thousands, who knows, but 
more than 10, um, you know, and it was, it was just fun. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad we're all happy. And like, yeah, we did pick up donuts. Cause I, I think they also had like, it was, there's bars nearby or whatever is part of why, you know, everything's hopping. And we had a guy where it was like, we're going to park here for like 10 minutes and go get donuts, but we'll bring you one back <laughs> was like how they managed to park there. It's like, don't call the police or, or get us towed or anything. We'll be right back, you know, but yeah fun little incidental memory so but yeah so i don't know i'm the only one who who theorized to theorize too much about who's breaking out other than socrates because apparently he, socrates has spent the last thousand years getting swole so that he can <laughs> do his you know general iroh escapes the prison hey, regime, I said but, Sisyphus uh, yeah Sisyphus. okay yeah, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, you were totally right on uh, Prometheus isn't there. He's in the Caucasus, but, uh, you know, so. Maybe okay, the Caucasus so, oh, could be in Hades. <laughs> right. They moved for a day and he got out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we got we to gotta let the mountains stretch their legs every now and again. So, Just like the trees. They want to get up and move around once in a while. Right. So we got ants now. Yeah, of course. Of course we do. Um. Yeah, I, it'll be a good f short story, Fugitive, all in Mouse's perspective, I assume. I hope it's, I hope it gives me some meat of a story, but at the same time, if it is a lot, I wonder why wouldn't it just be in a book, perhaps in 12 months? Like, if it is a Denarian that is the bad guy, why is that a short story and not a book? That's significant, right? Unless they're seriously being downgraded. It could just... I'm playing it for laughs, you know, right. both myself and I could see it just being like, you know, I guess Andres isn't here. So I've got to carry the Buffy torch, but it's like one of those, like where it gets built up the whole episode and you're like, Oh God, how powerful and scary is this guy going to be? And then they just like bite him in the nards and then roll to black or something, you know, it's it, their dogs, whatever they, they bite him and he's got the heart shaped underwear, you know, the anyway, yeah, I I don't know. Like I I generally agree with you, I guess, you know, because it's like, but I also feel like it was foreshadowed a little bit that it's blood on his soul because it's like, hey, he's in town and he's looking for you. And we're like, hey, guess what? He just came from the place that somebody just broke out of. That's fucking coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. that but, is a very a cohesive view of like we got warning that blood is on his soul is out trying to kill Dresden and Mouse is not going to let that happen. Uh, and Spot's not going to let a fugitive go, perhaps. Um, right. If he's counting as a fugitive, he's not technically in the vault and all those caveats. <clears throat> but is is uh, the the doggy duo, are they going to be able to take down the evil Janoskwa? Or is it going to be, a, he escapes again? Maybe it's... Maybe it's not that he is being downplayed per se as much as like, I mean, maybe he's weak from the whole encounter, but maybe it's also because they get special powers because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Mouse is a guard dog and he's guarding his master. So he gets the, you know, the blue juice instead of just being a, a very cool, magical dog this time. And because dude's a fugitive, maybe Kerberos has some kind of binding you know, that that is going to equalize it. Right. Um, if we're going to be serious in, in the world for like 30 seconds is all I can stand, really. But well, I mean, we know but, enough yeah. to know that Mouse has the ability to threaten things like Andurio and Leah 
and they will take right. it seriously. So, and he cheats, quote unquote. So now if we actually get to see what that entails. Maybe. Oh, shit. Dresden's got like permanent ground now, right? Yeah, like, he has a castle. Oh, yeah, castle. Andy's back above what used to be his home. Like, does the castle count as a temple now? It might. The mouse is guarding it. Well, and, it, and it's got wards and magic <laughs> on it too, right? So it's already and in a castle. So it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, if it uh, all goes down at the castle, mouse and Kerberos and Bob and Mister and Toot Toot, and it's like it could be right. an entire arsenal. Yeah. Actually, that could be it. Maybe that's the whole thing. They're like chasing him around, trying to funnel him back towards the castle. And he like turns around to make a stand. He's like, you two really think you can beat me? And it's like, no. And then he walks five feet and turns around. He's like, but now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I've got this image of like a castle turning into a mech and Bob's like right behind him and just be like, yes. <laughs> can you I were saying? You? Yeah. So, so, how many references to the movie are you think they're going to be in this story? This you're going to have to be. So, so, like Harrison Ford and Hercules. And Jones. No, no, oh. the fugitive. The fugitive. The fugitive. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be at least one. I didn't kill. Plato. I don't know because I don't care. Don't care. I, I was. I was like, there's only really one line that comes to mind. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Is it? Who's going to say it? Kerberos. <laughs> Or no, uh, what, was, it, what was the, the main villain in that? He had like a prosthetic leg or something. So like maybe uh, maybe Blood on His Soul will have a prosthetic leg now. I'm looking for a one-legged Native American mountain man. I'm looking for a one-legged Bigfoot. That's, that's <laughs> oh my God, that'd be funny. So it this story is let's see it's coming out march 7th on in days. instinct and animal rescue anthology rescuers yeah, it's like, anthology it's five bucks if you buy it early otherwise it's like seven or eight or something so yes it's 4.99 if you pre-order an on-release date will go up to 6.99 there's yeah. a bunch of other people in it uh, let's see it's got faith hunter patricia briggs shauna mcguire ellie modison kelly armstrong a bunch of people I'm going to stop reading because that's too much. <laughs> uh, that's a so, to tide us over while we are still waiting for the next uh, Olympian affair, that was what's called, and the next uh, Dresden book, we'll get maybe more short stories. Although I'm still going to wonder if it's taking place, as other things have, during the time frame of 12 months. Why is it a short story not in the book? I'm, I'm just going to have this question until we get the book. Ooh. If he was smart slash hated himself, 12 months would just be an anthology. Because mm. that's kind of what it's going to work out to be anyway, right? Effectively. Like, it's going to be an anthology, but it's going to be, like, stitched together. You know? Um, where it's just like, I mean, yeah. that That's an idea. I don't, I don't think he's going that route. I think he intends to write it as a book. But it's like, imagine... He just writes a year in the life of Harry Dresden and you get 12 short stories and, you know. I mean, some I mean, of the backbone but... could be there, but the through line seems to be therapy. He desperately needs some. Um, 
Yeah, we're reading the books for different things, but okay. So. Well, Dresden desperately needs therapy. Whether he's going to sure. get it or not is a question, and who's going to provide it, and how much uh, pain, blood, and tears is going to happen because of it. Yeah. It's Harry Dresden is the therapy we made along the way. Wait, no, friends? The therapy is the friends we made? I don't know. So. Closer. Therapy is the math we did along the way, because that seems to be his like, ah, yes, I've just had this violent image thrust into my brain. Better go do some math about it. No, Dresden, that is not how that works. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> Matt does, and she survived the time. <laughs> she did the math. She did the math, and she took a, a hit from the eye of Baylor, and she survived. <laughs> just mean... one, though. <laughs> so... It's Two a, is right out, <laughs> but yeah. It's a really big, like a proponent of its favorite. Yes, math will solve all the problems. The power of God and math on my side. Yes. The power of Bob and pizza. There are many powers in the universe, mm -hmm. but all of them were deceived because another, no, sorry. <clears throat> I'm thinking Bob and pizza over God and math at this point. Yeah. I don't trust either of those things. Oh, I'm definitely God and math. Sorry, man. Like Bob and pizza. That's you don't cool. have to apologize. I got Bob and pizza. I got the better. Yeah, I'll take pizza. I didn't see Bob Tink in the eye of Baylor. <laughs> so like, yet. Yeah. He has a castle now. He has he a monster. Truck he got castle. to circle the Titan and be like, no, Utah. <laughs> yeah, he did do a lot. Also, he was smart and didn't get in the way of the eye, as opposed to some other idiot ice queens who did. Yes, she did tank it for some reason. It was a good reason, because then the uh, cooldown needed to go, and that's apparently a bitch, but... It always is when you don't have, you know, the right configuration. Mm-hmm. Need cool better buffs. Do you have any more goat puns we can say? Love goats. Are you no, under the impression that I've come up with many this month? <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is just what I do is goat puns. Yeah. You are an encyclopedia just... named after a goat. Maybe you should start. Yeah, seriously. It's <laughs> just the important things. The headlines of, of small papers just like idiot fights with goats is just stuck in my head. And uh, I want more of them. Here's looking at you, kid. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, so next week, we're probably talking about Lord of the Rings, book two of book one, because split up into multiple books that way, if I can ever uh, finish reading it. And then after that, we will actually be discussing the contents of The Fugitive, because uh, we'll have the book by then, the short story. And Hooray. know all of the quest, the answers to these questions, right? Because Mouse is smart enough to ask the questions, right? Sure. Well, even if Mouse isn't, I hope Kerberos is. So, but all that does is satisfy our curiosity because it's not like you can tell Dresden. So. Does each head have a different personality? Is there going to be like four people in this book, but it's really no, they like each have two. They're all heads. bipolar, so there's six personalities. Ooh, I don't hate it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's you know like the knight in uh, 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the three heads are arguing with each other. Hmm. Or like the old thing where it's like, we're going to ask you a riddle. One of us tells the truth. One of us lies and one of us bites you up for asking stupid questions. So. Well, if Harry's talking to him, he's going to have a lot of bite marks on him. He's going to no, be like, he, he was back he won't ask questions. Again. No, he'll be like, what do you mean? Ow, what the fuck? <laughs> that's another question. That was like, yeah, that's two bites. So... <laughs> No, what the fuck is a valid question at that point? <laughs> no. <laughs> valid? It's still a question. What do you mean? What the fuck? Could you stop biting me? <laughs> That's you only get bit if it's a stupid question. What the fuck is never a stupid question? Always. Especially after you just got bit for asking a stupid question. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> All right. That's, that's today. We'll be back with answers next week or next two weeks from now of the future.